The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. You are now tuned in to the Roto experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Welcome back for our number two of Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina hanging out with George Kurtz. Sean Angle producing our show, keeping us flying straight like he always does. And uh, George, uh, you know, it's very, very early in the season in fantasy baseball. But uh, uh, without divulging uh, too much of your strategy, are there uh, any players that you're uh, focused on in terms of uh, uh, waiver wire ads this week? Uh, that, That goes from league to league. About who's available there? One of those impossible questions there. I know people ask me that, you know, in a, uh, a question like that. Unless I know your league, the size of your league, who's available, who's not, you know, I, it's a question I really can't answer. That's that's right up there with how much fab should I spend on this guy? Once again, mm-hmm. that, that changes from league to league. Yeah, about how much fab you, Yeah, you need to know your league when it comes mm-hmm. to fab. You truly do. Do you have an aggressive league? Is everybody paying attention? Who needs what? Mm-hmm. That changes things. Or, or do you have a very quiet league where people don't spend their money? People are very, uh, you know, very stubborn and very uh, they're miserly. They don't spend money on fab. You know, or like I said, you could have a crazy aggressively where everybody blows out their budget and you know, two weeks into the season, you never know how that's yeah. going to work there. So uh, once again, what's, are you playing a ten-team league, twelve-team league, fifteen-team league, eight-team league? You know, I always remember what's. Uh, my Sakata would uh, say about uh, people in eight team leagues get more friends, you know. Uh, <laughs> everybody's available, so it's, it's 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 one of those open-ended questions that, without knowing the size of your league, I really can't answer. Mm-hmm. Because I be I I generally when I hear about this, then I start thinking about my league, who's available in my league, you right. know, which is uh, my home league, it's a thirteen-team league, you know, and it's not fair, but that's how I my mind tends to work here, you know, since mm-hmm. I don't know the size of your league, means I could leave players out. Because I didn't think they'd be available in your league, or I'm naming players because you're playing in a seven-team league that are long gone as well. So it can go either way here. Very difficult question to answer. No, I was asking specifically about you, not not technically in generals. So you could take your attitude, and you know what you could do with it, right, George? 
Well, you know, I have my eyes on Mike Trout because there's a chance Mike Trout might be available, and I think I might pick him up tonight. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Remember, I told you before the show I'm hungry here, so you're dealing with a hungry guy. What do you think a a good fab bid would be on a guy like a, a Mike Trout? I think I've heard of him. I, I think I might blow the budget, you know. You know maybe maybe I'll save a dollar, uh, you know, for that 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 starting pitcher six I might need in August. Uh, that's another little pet peeve of mine. I like I like zero bids. I think you should be allowed to bid zero. If no one mm-hmm. else bid for him, why shouldn't I be able to bid zero? You know, I, obviously I lose if anybody bids. I'm, that I'm with you. With. For yeah. Him. Yes. But I like zero bids. Yes. All right. Um, so uh, why don't we continue just breaking down some, some news and, and notes from uh, around the league. And uh, maybe as the show moves on, we could take a look at some uh, specific box scores uh, from Sunday night. Uh, but uh, what's the story with uh, Chris Sale? Uh, obviously had a tough outing Thursday. Uh, much has been made about uh, his uh, loss of velocity in his first start. You know, I tell you, we had discussed this, uh, I think it was last week, where uh, the Red Sox had uh, given him a ton of money on an extension. And I had said, hey, you know, kind of made me feel more comfortable. You know, we were still in in draft season where, you know, previously I was a little, little um, you know, hesitant to, to draft him uh, based on the way he, he ended uh, his season last year. Uh, I had some injury concerns. But uh, I felt that the you know it's, with the Red Sox investing so much money in him that they had done the due diligence, uh, you know. So are, are you concerned with this, uh, you know, or look, you know, at the start of the season? Um, and I, I guess we've been kind of blessed so far, right? But I think today you're going to have a, plenty, a few teams playing in uh, situations where it's like in the mid 30s. But uh, you know, April, you know, March, April, it's still cold. Um, should we read anything into this uh, velocity issue with uh, with Chris Sale? You know, I think this is all. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? All right, now you and I did, and, you, and this I've last already week. dubbed you the fantasy optimist. Yes, yes, that, that's me. I'm, I'm Mr. Optimism. Uh, when it comes to Chris Sale, yeah, I have some concerns. I do. Okay. Uh, I, he's had arm injuries. Past, I mean, not injuries, but you know, where he had, uh, I guess the long season takes its toll on him. He's not the same pitcher, although he was great in the mm-hmm. World Series last year. You know, we uh, fought through it. Velocity was certainly down in game one, but he had a great spring. And uh, what you said is true. I mean, the Red Sox, well, they, have, they know him better than anybody else's medicals. There's no way they give him that kind of contract without knowing that he's, he's healthy, right? There's no way. You know, right. I think they gave him too long a contract anyway. Because I, don't, I, I think he'll, once again, start to break down as the years go along. But once again, I, I, I felt better about it. Okay. Now, I wasn't taking him in any leagues, you know, because I don't try. For where he was going. Second round, I would have rather had Gary Cole, Justin Verlander, these guys who I trust to be able to pitch all season long, where I know Sale, yeah, yep. I'm going to have to put on a DL eventually. Because the Red Sox are going to put him on a DL eventually, just to give him a break. They, they do every year, which is, I, I don't think that's a bad idea, by the way. I think that's kind of smart baseball. But uh, Sale does scare me. Yes, he does. Uh, but that being said, it's one freaking start in April. Yeah, and maybe maybe he's going through a dead arm period. We hear about this every year, right? Players go through mm-hmm. dead arm. Pitchers go through dead arm periods. Maybe that's what this is for him right now. And he'll be fine in a couple of starts. So I, I want to take that into effect as well. Uh, would I like him to pitch in warmer weather? Sure. Pitchers tend to pitch better in warmer weather. I mean, you look throughout baseball today. Uh, yeah, it's a little little brisk in some places. Cincinnati, <laughs> thirty-seven degrees. 
today. <laughs> uh, burr. Even here in New York, it's, only, it's 54, so it's okay, but it's supposed to rain. So that could play an effect on uh, what goes on, you know, as far as uh, play is concerned. Uh, 53 in Washington, no rain in Washington, so you're not worried about that. Uh, 38 in Minnesota, burr. That's cold. 41 in KC, <laughs> cold. You know, baseball's not really meant to be played in this kind of cold weather here. So, yeah, I do right. take effect. Uh, or I should say, I do take a look at this and realize, hmm, cold. What, what that really points you to, Joe, by the way, when it's cold, is DFS and starting pitches. And I like starting. I like to start pitchers who pitching in cold weather. Hitters don't like to hit in cold weather. You know, right, Cam and right. I have been on this the past couple of shows here. You know, you, you, you're swinging a bat, you hit the ball at the end of the bat or, or off the handle. You get those bees in your hand, you know, the buzzing, and that, that, that's a – it's not a pain, but it's, it's an annoying feeling. It just doesn't go away. If your hands feel like they're, you know, we call bees because it hurts. And it feels like your right. hands are buzzing. So uh, hitters just don't like the swing in that. They just don't. So uh, it'll be something I do look for. You know, yesterday I know Cam and I were both on Bauer and Odorizzi pitching in that game in Minnesota. It's going to be at 37 degrees. It's going to be cold. You know, we got some games here today we can pick on as well. You know, I mentioned, once again, maybe you want to go back to the well with Carlos Carrasco, 38 degrees. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Pineda for the Twins. I don't know if mm-hmm. I can go that direction in DFS, but, you know, Joe, we looked at that Cleveland lineup yesterday. Mm-hmm. My God, that's a, bad li- that's a bad lineup. That's a team that's desperate to get Lindor back in there. We don't know when he's coming back. But without Lindor, that, that's a minor league lineup. You take Jose Ramirez out, there's nobody there. So that's a lineup you can pick on with starting pitchers. In DFS, I just don't think I can do it today. Uh, I think I need to see Pineda pitch first to make sure he can get the job done before I do anything. And the other the other really cold-weather game would uh, be uh, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati. Trevor Williams versus Sonny Gray. They were supposed to go yesterday. I know Sonny mm-hmm. Gray blames the Yankees. You know that the, It was all the Yankees' fault that he was terrible, <laughs> which I just find it interesting. You were good on the road, bare at Yankee Stadium. So did the Yankees only tell you what to throw at Yankee Stadium? On the road, they let you go, yeah, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, good luck with that. I kind of like, uh, and you kind of laughed at me in a way. I kind of like uh, Sonny Gray this season. Uh, he's uh, back, uh, reunited with his uh, college uh, pitching coach, so maybe you get back to basics. So uh, it sounds like you have some, uh, some hard feelings when it comes to Sonny Gray. And his time with the Yankees. Cool. I mean, he was. Let's face it, he was terrible. <laughs> you know, except when he didn't pitch at Yankee Stadium last year. It has nothing to do with, uh, with the Yankees. Uh, I can get. I I don't uh, base my fandom on uh, on fantasy uh, world, but uh, I just find it funny that he blamed the Yankees for his bad pitching. Which once again, mm-hmm. he was bad at Yankee Stadium. On the road, he was fine. So unless you truly believe the Yankees, uh, you know, on the road you can do whatever you want to do. But Yankees say we want you to pitch like this, and if you believe that, good luck. And also, if he was good in Oakland. Right, oh, and Oakland's one of the best pitchers' ballparks in Major League Baseball. Yes. It's not the best. Right, mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium's not. Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. you know, right, small right field porch. If he thinks Yankee Stadium's a problem, I knew you, wait till he gets to Cincinnati. Wait till he gets to Cincinnati, where it's all small. All right, center field small, left field small, right field small. It's all small. You know, you, mm-hmm. you put that ball in the air, and he is a fly ball pitcher. Good luck to you, sir. Ball's gonna fly out. It'll be it'll be the Reds' fault too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree, I agree with you. But I still, I still uh, I think he has a little bit of a bounce back. But we'll see. But you're right. Uh, it, it might not be too much fun for him pitching in that uh, band box of a ballpark. But uh, yeah, I'm l- looking at the uh, Indians depth chart, and you're right. And we, had, uh, I think we talked about this in the past. I mean, just uh, it, 
this lineup, uh, it's like a, it's a, 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 you described it well, like a, a minor league lineup. Um, and, uh, you know, they when the Indians had put uh, Kluber on the block, Corey Kluber, and supposedly even it sounds like they, they might have listened uh, to offers for Bauer. But do, do you think I don't want to say that they, they were looking to uh, kind of almost like do a soft rebuild. Uh, but, you know, what do you think that they were uh, looking to accomplish uh, when it comes to like uh, trading a Kluber, like maybe replenishing their minor league system, maybe getting some uh, baseball ready players that they could just slip into this lineup and supplement, uh, you know, their their roster because you know when you're still up and down i mean they've still got a tremendous pitching staff you know if, even if they got rid of kluber uh, bauer carrasco clavinger bieber i mean not many teams have a better uh, uh four man rotation other than that and uh, you know taking kluber out of there i mean you, know, you can make an argument that they're the best, as far as a five man rotation it's the best in baseball I mean, mm, Kluber, yeah. Clevenger, Carrasco, Bauer, yes. Bieber. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know another team that can go five deep. You know, mm-hmm. we, there are some other rotations you might like more. You might like to watch the Nationals rotation more because they're so strong at top with Strasburg. I know he pitched lousy yesterday. Corbin and Scherzer, maybe the Mets with Thor, Wheeler, uh, and Degrom. But as far as five, none of those teams can go five. And the Nationals are throwing what Anibal Sanchez at you and. Somebody else like, oh, Hellickson. The Mets are throwing Justin Vargas at you. Yeah, good luck with that. Or Jason Vargas. So, uh, you know, you'll, you, the, the Indians had a great rotation. So you can make that rotate, uh, the argument that, yeah, they can afford to lose one. You can mm-hmm. trade Kluber and get some offensive help here, and you're still okay. Yeah, you may have an average uh, fifth starter, but it doesn't matter because you have the other strong starters here. Maybe they're trading Kluber because you and I have seen it over the past couple of years. He's just like Chris Sale. He dies at the end. You know, he loses a. Uh, Right now, he's a whiffle ball pitcher. I mean, that ball moves all over the place, but the ball, as it, once again, as he gets tired, long season, not the same guy. Ball doesn't have the same movement. Velocity slows down. Not a shock. That's a lot of pitchers. Tough to pitch, you know, 32 starts in baseball. So maybe that's part of the reasons. You know, and once again, they could have replant, replenished their outfield because their outfield uh, replenished their hitting. I mean, that lineup yesterday with Cleveland, I mean, I'm going through it with Cam. I'm like, are they still in spring training? The lineup mm-hmm. yesterday, Leonis Martin, Jose Ramirez, Tyler McQueen, Carlos Santana, Hanley Ramirez, Jake Bowers, Roberto Perez, Brad Miller, Morov at shortstop. I'm not even sure what his first name is. I'll go with Mike. All right? Mm-hmm. Think about that. <laughs> All right? That, that, that's, a, that's a minor league lineup. Or you have a couple of uh, aging veterans, Santana Ramirez, you know, uh, Jose Ramirez, who we absolutely love, and then everybody else mm-hmm. is like, oh, my God. What's going on here? This is a team that we uh, – it's been a World Series contender, right? And to have yes, this kind yes. of lineup is is surprising, to put it nicely, surprising. So, uh, to have mm-hmm. to feel this kind of lineup here. So yeah, I could see where they were going with this. And I'm of the belief, uh, whether it's my fantasy team or if I was a GM of a Major League Baseball team, anyone's tradable. Everyone should always be on the market. Let's see what's out mm-hmm. there. Let's see what somebody will offer, offer me for. Maybe I like the deal. You know, that sort of thing. I don't think Mike Trout is untradable in fantasy. If I own Trout and Joe Galena comes calling me, he's offered me this, this, that, the other thing. Mike Trout goes. It's, mm-hmm. it's really that simple here. So I don't blame the Angels for uh, the Angels. The Indians. I don't know where the – oh, Trout Angels. Okay. I don't blame <laughs> the Indians for uh, checking out what's going on with Kluber. And they were talking with San Diego, which makes a whole bunch of sense. San Diego is one of the best minor league systems in Major League Baseball, maybe the best. So uh, maybe that picks up again. You know, and the Padres also were checking in on Stroman of San Diego uh, for Toronto. The Padres need mm-hmm. starting pitching. 
So I don't think this is the last we'll hear of it. More with Stroman, though, than Kluber. I don't know if the Indians will trade Kluber midseason unless they're out of it, and I don't think anybody expects that to happen. Yeah, I know they're right. not having a great opening against the uh, Twins here, but they're still going to win their share of games. That not, that American League Central is a bad, bad division outside of the Twins and uh, and the Indians. They'll, they'll wear more than their fair share of games. I don't think they're going to get out of it. So I don't think I don't think they'll move Kluber midseason, but I think we'll hear about this again next year. Uh, uh, great stuff from you, George. And you know, like you mentioned, I mean that this uh, the last thing that they needed was uh, for Lindor to uh, add to his injury woes. You know, it, it was kind of, you know, uh, it was feeling more comfortable with the way that uh, Lindor was progressing with his calf issue. Uh, it looked like you know he was uh, recuperating ahead of schedule. Now he's got this ankle issue, and supposedly he's. Uh, Heading to Green Bay uh, on Monday to visit with an ankle specialist, which that that doesn't sound good. It's not just like a it's you know if you have a, a sprained ankle that you know you just get you a know, rest and and, and rehab, but uh, kind of ugly, making me think that this could be a little bit, something a little bit more serious, uh, where he has to go visit with an ankle specialist. And I, I didn't know that Green Bay uh, was the home of ankle specialists. Yeah, I just not thought the same thing. All, on all cases, i never heard of anybody going to Green Bay for a, <laughs> see a specialist. Uh, not that that really matters, mind you. I'm, I'm not making fun of Green Bay. Although every time I think Me about neither. that, I think of uh, of Andrew Brandt. Andrew Brandt's the former general manager of the Packers. And uh, he has a, a running joke about there's two seasons in Green Bay, winter and July 4th. That's it. So, uh, you know, why would anybody want to set up practice in Green Bay? Uh, but, yeah, also, as far as uh, getting back on track here, uh, when was the last time anybody went to go see a specialist that wasn't bad news? Right, right. And if, you got, if you got good news on it, you know, Dr. Galena says, hey, your ankle's good, you'll be, you'll be ready to go in two weeks. You're not going to see another doctor. Mm-hmm. You're generally not. So if you're going to see a specialist, that generally means that, you know, Dr. Galena said you're screwed. This is a high ankle sprain. You're done for two months. You might need surgery, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to get a specialist to make sure that Dr. Galena is right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I have some concerns about Lindor. wish my mother was listening to this show. She always wanted me to be a doctor. But uh, you bring up some great points there, George. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, Daniel Murphy and uh, the Rockies. Murphy's got a little hurt finger. We'll be back with more Roto Experts in the morning. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Sports Radio Network, Roto Experts in the morning. Little Jimi Hendrix bringing us back. George playing a little air guitar. Oh, I'm a Hendrix guy. 
I'm definitely mm-hmm. a Hendrix guy. Uh, always, always a good tune for Jimmy. Absolutely, gone too soon, right? Yeah, well, have, unfortunately, there's a lot of great artists, right? right. They, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what what you want to call it. They uh, live the hard life and they they live it up, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't we don't get to enjoy their music for long. Yeah, uh, him, and then in that era, you know, a few other people that died young. I, uh, I was a big Doors fan. I mean, a little bit before my time, uh, you know. Came out in the late '60s, so uh, really, you know, familiarized myself with them in the '80s. Uh, But uh, Jim Morrison, man, (laughs) I love the Doors. I don't know about you. And I'm a Doors guy as well. And you know, once again, another guy taken away from us too soon. Uh, Maybe people believe that's still alive too. Yeah, right. That's why I said maybe. (laughs) Uh, Elvis is still alive too, uh, folks. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing game shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good luck and with that. Uh, eating uh, fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches as well. <sighs> so. Uh, <laughs> well, you said you were hungry, so I figured you know. Not that hungry. <laughs> hey, were you uh, a baseball card collector? Yes, I was, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I had a lot. I was very good at flip. Yeah, you remember flip that game we played oh, when we were kids? Absolutely, absolutely love it. I I could still, yeah. uh, you know, flip pretty well. But I, I was very good at flip, and I I, I get I can get mm-hmm. all my friends' cards pretty, uh, fairly easily. Unfortunately for me, uh, back when I guess my more uh, volatile days, when the uh, when the Yankees lost the '81 series to the Dodgers, I threw all my baseball cards out. You're kidding me! No, I am not. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you I hear the story that you know my my. Yeah, usually you hear the story that my you know my mom took my box of box of, uh, of baseball cards and uh, tossed them or gave them away to the kid down the block or whatnot. But I never heard of someone just you know actually throwing them away in anger. You have some anger issues, yep. man. Yep. 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 Back then, uh, much more calmer mm-hmm. person now, and I threw them and I had some good cards too. So thank you for ruining my day. <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up is there's a story about this uh, guy in California. He uh, bought a, a Babe Ruth card. I don't know if you saw this for two bucks. And uh, supposedly it's worth a heck of a lot more than that. I think it's going to uh, go up for auction. Uh, and uh, This guy's going to be a rich man. How do you not know that a Babe Ruth card could be worth money? $4.5 million. That's what they're thinking it could uh, get in an auction. 1921 Babe Ruth baseball card. That's amazing to me that uh, someone would sell that card not knowing that it's a, mm-hmm. uh, it's worth money. I mean, it's Babe Ruth. We're not talking about, uh, you know, a card you, someone you never heard of. It's Babe freaking Ruth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why, you know, you, I don't know if you, you, you like to go to, like, uh, yard, you know, yard sales or uh, estate sales or whatnot. Yeah, I don't mind. You know, well, if they're close, yeah. I'll, I'll go. It's on a nice day, too. Why not? You know, it's 10, yeah. 10, 15 minutes out of your day. Who, uh, who cares? Uh, right. The only only other good yard sale that I can remember where I uh, – or I guess funny one was uh, – I'm a golfer. I guess this goes back to me having some anger issues, by the way. And <laughs> I once I, I once lost my five wood in a tree. Uh, you know, it, it may have gotten there because I hit a bad shot and I threw it at the tree. But uh, once again, so I looked at five wood in the tree, and I'm at, I'm at a yard sale one day, and I see a five wood. I'm like, oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take this. You know, I'll take the five wood. And it was like, it was like five bucks or ten bucks, something like that. I'm like, that's, that's fine. I'll take it. And he goes, no, 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 that's not for the club. It's for the set. 
Ah, so I got a whole damn set for like uh, ten bucks. It was great, <laughs> and, I, and I put another set. Yeah, they had two sets. I'll take them both. Hey, <laughs> now I got to throw more clubs and trees. Uh, you never know what kind of deals you're going to get at these uh, at these things. So they're, they're well worth going to. Uh, I try not to throw clubs and trees anymore, but uh, yeah. hey. Golf is a, golf makes me angry. <laughs> golf, golf still makes me angry. I've calmed down a lot, but golf still pisses me off. Uh, I like that you say you try to not throw uh, your clubs in trees anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a good story. It's a great way to get your anger uh, out, man. There you go. Uh, so let's uh, get back to some uh, baseball news. Daniel Murphy uh, ended up fracturing his finger. Uh, made a defensive play on Friday night. And uh, going to be on the IL for a little bit. So, uh, what do you think this means in terms of uh, uh, the Rockies? Uh, I was looking at their uh, lineup from yesterday. Maybe it gives a little bit more clarity and helps out uh, some of those uh, drafters who uh, drafted uh, Garrett Hampson, right? Because when you look at uh, their lineup yesterday, uh, you had uh, McMahon playing first base. He went uh, two for four. We're talking Ryan McMahon. Uh, and uh, Garrett Hampson uh, started at second. And uh, yeah, everybody's excited about Hampson. And I don't blame him because if this guy gets at bats, he's going to steal some bases for you. I think you hit, you hit exactly. I would assume that makes life easier for Ryan McMahon and Hampson owners. And McMahon mm-hmm. plays first base, Hampson plays second, and there you go. Until uh, Murphy comes back, you know what's going on here. I have to assume that's mm-hmm. what's uh, the benefit here. Uh, now, listen, it could also mean that maybe on certain occasions against tough left-handers, Ian Desmond goes back to first and Tapia plays the outfield. I hope not. You know what I mean? Ah, you, you I'm just throwing it out there. This could be an option yeah, yeah. at certain times. You know, uh, but I think uh, for the immediate effect, you don't have to worry about McMahon anymore. You, you get him back in your lineup. Now, how long Murphy's going to be out? It's a fractured finger. Uh, he's already on the IL, so he knows at least – uh, 10 days, probably closer to two weeks. I don't think we'll see him maybe until May. So maybe you get a month of this. Fractured finger also concerns me. Any injury to the hands or wrist always concerns me for a hitter for obvious reasons. If that's not up to par, it's going to be tougher to swing. You know, so I would I, I worry about that somewhat here. But uh, for the immediate, hey, if you're a Ryan McMahon owner, you're celebrating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Carlos Correa had... Uh, been dealing with some back issues last season, limited him. Uh, now he's been dealing with a, a neck strain. Uh, Carl, Carlos Correa is expected to be in the uh, Astros lineup today. We, we, was Carlos Correa a guy that you avoided because of uh, injury issues, or were you comfortable enough uh, that he had uh, put those behind him uh, you know, to, to draft them? Did he make any of your rosters and uh, – do you think that uh, are, you, are you concerned with this next string based on the issues that he had with his back uh, last season? I don't believe I own him, but I wasn't consciously avoiding him. So I would have mm-hmm. drafted him. I just don't think it, it just didn't work out. I just didn't get him. Uh, I would have, I would have taken him though. I think he. Uh, I think I had good good feelings about him. This injury seemed to crop up late in spring training. Where all of a sudden mm-hmm. uh, he's out. He's supposed to start today. So listen, he misses a couple of games. Not a big deal. I think he'll be fine. But to answer your question, no, I wasn't consciously avoiding him. But I also don't have him on any team. So take that for what it's worth. All right. Take that in your pipe and smoke it, right? That's a, an old-fashioned saying. Uh, so uh, should we uh, start breaking down? Let's break down a couple of uh, box scores from yesterday. We had a uh, what uh, – Looked like almost like a marquee matchup, right? You had uh, Thor uh, against uh, Strasburg, who you reminded me did, is not pitching today. Pitched yesterday, uh, and uh, yeah, 
you know, as a Yankee fan, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trained to dislike the Mets, but the, the Mets, by the way, ended up uh, beating the Nationals yesterday, 11 to eight. Uh, let's see, you had three hits from Pete Alonso, uh, two runs batted in. Uh, McNeil, Jeff McNeil, four for five, two runs batted in. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of excited to watch this team as a baseball fan this season. I mean, you know, they have a, a lot of players that I like, like, you know, Brandon Nemo, uh, Conforto, who had two hits yesterday. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they've always, you know, burned through catchers, right? But uh, Wilson Ramos uh, was two for four yesterday. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of uh, good moving parts offensively for this team. I think uh, uh, Med Rosario is a guy that uh, is going to you know continue to progress. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the, the, this offense and the you know, for the Mets this season? Listen, that National League East is going to be brutal. Mets, Braves, Nationals, uh, Phillies. Uh, they're all good teams. The Mets are a good team. Uh, they fixed some of their issues, uh, mainly because they they mortgage some of their future to do it. By trading away those young players for Cano, Cano and uh, Edwin Diaz, and we know the, st- the pitching staff should be good, regardless of what happened yesterday with Thor. Yeah, All right, Zach Wheeler mm-hmm. goes today. I think Matt, we have some hope that he could be a uh, a pretty good. Not to, I don't. He's not going to be to the level of Wheeler. Uh, to go with Thor could be, but I think we have some hope that he could be a, a really good uh, fourth starter. All right, Jason Vargas is what Jason Vargas is. He shouldn't be on the team, but not every, most teams have problems with their fifth starters. So the Mets are mm-hmm. going to be a good team. Alonso looks like the real deal. This uh, guy is going to be able to hit. Cano obviously will hit it uh, at second. Rosario is, I think, getting better and better each year. Third base is what it is. I mean, uh, I probably prefer Jeff McNeil there uh, over, you know, Lowry and Todd Frazier. But uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be a mess somewhat when everyone's healthy there. Uh, maybe you move McNeil to the outfield and you worry about it when Cespedes comes back. But anyway, look at it. The Mets should be able to hit. They should be able to pitch. The bullpen looks good. This is going to be a contending team. I mean, they are just mm-hmm. going to be a contending team. And they're going to be a team. You know, if the Mets can get into the playoffs, who's going to want to face that top three? You know, once again, Wheeler, DeGrom, Thor. Assuming Thor figures it out, didn't pitch very well yesterday. I mean, no one's going to want to face that top three. I mean, in a playoff series, that's enough. I mean, who who can match up with that? Uh, Washington can, right? Strasburg, Scherzer, Corbin. Phillies yep. can't. They just have Nola. You know, uh, Braves really can't. You know, not even close. St. Louis can't. Milwaukee can't. Dodgers can't. Unless Kershaw comes back to pitching like Kershaw. So uh, the Mets are really in good shape as long as everyone stays healthy. We know the bugaboo with the Mets over the past, what, decade has been health. And how they handle mm-hmm. their injured players, which is hilarious. You know, hopefully things have changed in the BVW. And, you know, you mentioned something earlier. Uh, you're a Yankee fan. You, you hate the Mets. I don't hate the Mets. I don't understand mm-hmm. why I would hate the Mets. I hate the Mets four times a year. You know, when they play the Yankees, that's it. Other than that, I don't care about the Mets. Remember, I generally have to root for the Mets because I have some their players on my fantasy teams. Right, yeah. I've got Cano on a lot of my fantasy teams. You know, Conforto's a guy I, I really like. He's on uh, several teams, so I, I can't hate the Mets for that reason. Can't hate anybody. I can't hate Boston because I have all their teams. You know, I'm a Yankee fan, but fantasy makes me money. Right, DFS yeah, I make the, money. Yep. You know, fantasy things I, mm-hmm. I win money. Yankees are on paying my bills. You know, how mm-hmm. house time, but it's not coming. Say, hey, George, here's a check for you. Go pay your electric bill. It's not happening. All right, so I gotta have uh, my allegiance is to fantasy first. Uh, like I said, I, I've just never understood the reason of why Yankee fans automatically hate the Mets. They play in the other other league four times in a year. Other than that, I don't know why you'd hate. Uh, not that, I'm not saying you should root for the Mets, mind you. I don't root for the right, Mets. Right. I don't. I root for my fantasy players. I don't care if the Mets lose, but I don't care if they win either. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, for me, I, I didn't say I hated them, but I've been trained not to like them. And, uh, you know, basically just, you know, as kids in, in the schoolyard, it's like, you know, uh, it was a just going back and forth, you know, Yankee fans, Met fans, just kind of fun. It just, it's just what being a fan uh, growing up in, in New York City was about, you know, when I was a kid. So, uh, but you're right. Hate is a strong word. Uh, I didn't actually use it, but uh, stop putting words in my mouth there, there uh, Kurtz. So, uh, but it is You're a hater. You, you hated them. You're afraid to admit it. Hate, hate, <laughs> hate, the, hate, uh, hate, fantasy, hate. Fantasy optimist here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, hey. I mean, this is a uh, this is the year where uh, you know I have a couple of shares of McNe- uh, McNeil. I would have uh, drafted Alonso if I could, but I always got beat to him. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun team to watch. Interesting, uh, the uh, Syndergaard and uh, Strasburg lines yesterday very very similar. They both pitched six, six innings, gave up four runs. Uh, Syndergaard seven strikeouts. Uh, Strasburg eight. Strasburg has uh, always had a you basically. What, you figure that he's going to be on the IL for a, a couple weeks a season. you have any shares of him? Strasburg, um, I know I wanted to, but he's a guy always see, uh, I always seen the lows at the wrong end of the round. Like I have the, mm-hmm. I have the bottom of a, a round pick and he goes on the top of the round, that thing. So I don't think I have shares of him. I'm not 100% sure. I might, but I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. How many teams, you, uh, how many leagues you playing again? As far as re- redraft, uh, five, uh, best ball is a, a lot more than that. <laughs> so uh, that's why I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I know I wanted him. Right. I was looking to grab him. But I, I just think he's a guy I just kept uh, – once again, wasn't avoiding him. And I, I did want him. I was looking to grab him. But he always went – you know, so I, didn't, I wasn't getting sniped. But he always go four or five picks before I was uh, right, getting ready to grab him. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's continue going around the league. Uh, not really an exciting game yesterday, uh, uh, to, to you know, from a overall baseball standpoint. But a couple of uh, fantasy relevant guys that uh, I just want to bring up here: Royals beat the White Sox eight to six yesterday. Uh, Yoan Mankata, uh, a guy uh, you know, you know, big time prospect. Uh, had a nice day, three for five, uh, two runs scored. Uh, I believe he also hit a, yeah his first home run of the season. So uh, I started to warm up to Mankata uh, this year. I've, I've kind of stayed away because I, I hated the strikeouts. And uh, but I, you know, I think that he this might be the year that he finally figures it out. I, I don't know what your feelings on Mankata are, or if you own any shares of him in your uh, in your uh, any of your fantasy teams. I'm uh, pretty sure I don't own any shares of Mankata. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a player I was talking. I do think he's going to get better and better. You know, I do. Mm-hmm. I think he'll go. I think he'll be a guy. He's still young. He was the main piece of the Chris Sale deal. Obviously, that hasn't worked out right now. But I think he'll get better and better. He just needs to be given time. Uh, which, once again, fantasy owners, we're we're not a patient bunch. We're not a patient bunch at all. all right. But I think we have to remember this: this kid is young. Yeah, this is not a, uh, you know, he's 28 years old. My guy, he's never going to figure it out. He's still young, and he does play in a bandbox of a ballpark, you know, where mm-hmm. when the weather heats up, the ball's going to fly out of there. So I still have hope for him. You know, I just don't know. I just wasn't willing to bank on him this year. He'll be, what, uh, 24 uh, next month? Actually, I'm sorry. We're still in March. In May, he'll be 24. Uh, so I, do, I think he, this is still a kid who uh, 20 home runs could be coming. You know, which we kind of mm-hmm. like. The average is what I'm concerned about, though. That's why I don't draft him. Because he's middle mm-hmm. infield type. And by the time I'm looking at my middle infielders, Joe, you, usually I'm looking at protect average or a guy who's going to add average. You know, I'm looking for that right. category filler. And his average, you know, that 20 home runs, 22 home runs might also come back, come with a 230 batting average. I generally can't afford that. Mm-hmm. 
That's uh, uh, totally understandable. Uh, on the other side uh, of this game, we had uh, Jorge Soler. Uh, nice game from Soler, who, uh, you know, before getting hurt last year, looked like he was starting to turn the corner. Uh, but uh, three for three, three runs batted in for Soler. Uh, yeah. When we come back, we can talk about him and continue breaking down uh, some more of these fantasy baseball box scores you're listening. Actually, I want to talk some football before the show's over as well. A couple of players uh, making uh, making moves here. Listening to Roto Experts in the morning, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto Experts in the morning. Juggling along with George Kurtz. Sean Angle producing our show. Ever seen a one-wing dove there, George? Uh, not that I remember, no. Not, not that I'm staring at any doves anytime soon, but uh, no, I have not seen mm. a one-wing dove. Good tune, though. Yeah, I love that tune by Stevie Nicks. Big Stevie Nicks fan. You like uh, Stevie Nicks? Are you a Fleetwood Mac kind of guy? Both. You like, I like better Stevie Nicks solo? And, uh, uh, Stevie Nicks. I prefer a solo or with Fleetwood Mac? Hmm. Never really thought about this before. Like, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, Phil Collins fan, but I prefer Genesis more than yeah. Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. This is this is close. I think I go more Stevie Nicks solo, but I like Fleetwood Mac as well, so I could be talked into either one. There you go. There you go. So uh, before uh, we went to a commercial, we were talking uh, a little bit about. Uh, we just mentioned that Jorge Soler. I mean, had a nice little game and uh, previous uh, last year uh, looked like he had finally started to figure it out. Right, uh, had uh, nine home runs. Uh, 265 batting average and uh, 223 at-bats. Do you think that this is the year that uh, he could put it all together, maybe uh, provide fantasy owners with uh, what they've expected from him? Uh, he was a, had a, a pretty uh, well-known prospect uh, for uh, the Cubbies. Yeah, the main uh, guy in the uh, Wade Davis deal that uh, wrote Wade Davis to the Cubs before he left in v- mm-hmm. free agency. To Colorado. Do I think this could be the year? I think last year probably was the year. And you mentioned injuries derailed him. Stay healthy. Yeah. Once again, stay healthy. Yeah. Prove to me you can play a full year. And I'll believe. So, uh, yeah, I think this could be the year if he stays healthy. Big if. You know, fantasy-wise, sure, somebody worth taking a, uh, a flyer on. But very tough mm-hmm. to rely on him. Because, once again, I don't think he'll stay healthy. 
All right. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, Phillies and the Braves. Phillies uh, beat the Braves 8-6 to six yesterday. Uh, see that home run by uh, Harper? 465. <laughs> he crushed it. He crushed it. He crushed it. So this Atlanta team, I mean, do you think that the, they're gonna, the undoing is going to be that their, their pitching staff? I mean, you know, when you look at, uh, I mean, and, and w- w- this is another thing. I mean, they're a team that might benefit from uh, uh, signing, like, you know, a veteran like a, a Keuchel or whatnot. I mean, uh, you've got to love their offense, and they have a lot of talent in their starting rotation, a lot of young talent, uh, but, uh, you know, injuries have hurt them. It's injuries. It's also that, I mean, listen, Fulton Aarich is nice, but he's not. it's not Max Scherzer we're talking about here. As far as a big loss here, Gosman, let's face it. Yeah. Gosman is not someone you're really all all that concerned about as far as what he's done. So, uh, yeah, injuries have hurt them, but it's not crushed them. This is a team that probably should have done more during the offseason. Now, Mm -hmm. the problem for Atlanta is they have a lot. I mean, a lot of good young prospects. Uh, they're sort of in, in some ways the same situation San Diego is. They were probably a year ahead of schedule last year, so they got uh, they teased us a little bit with, uh, you know, making the playoffs. But when you look at this team, I mean, Julio Toran, Newcomb, Wright, Wilson, Max Fried, Fulton Avich, Gaussman, it's a nice day. It's deep, but where's the, uh, the top-end talent there? And that's probably still mm-hmm. coming. You know, Ian Anderson, Tukai uh, Toswan, these guys are in the minors. Kyle Wright uh, is down there as well. Wright and Wilson are two of their better prospects, but they probably need seasoning when it's going to take a year, maybe even a year and a half before you really see the true talent this team has. So I think this, uh, this is, that, in my mind, this is the definition of a team that's going to need to take two steps back for one step forward. You know, I think this is going to be a disappointing mm-hmm. season because team, because fans will were thinking, oh, we made the playoffs this year. We're going to keep making the playoffs. Now, I think mm-hmm. this will be a year where you're going to take that two steps back and uh, get get the seasoning of some of these players, and next year be maybe more your year here. I might feel a little differently if this wasn't as strong a division as it is, but this National League is maybe maybe the best division in, uh, in baseball right now. I think it's going to hurt the Braves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point there, George. Uh, so just a couple of the notable. Uh, uh, numbers from uh, this uh, Phillies uh, Braves. I mean, uh, f- look, uh, Josh Donaldson uh, batting from the two slot, uh, 0 for 4. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's still early. Don't worry about that. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see if he uh, could uh, return to form. Freddie Freeman, 4 for 5. You expect that out of him. A uh, couple of RBI. Uh, and we move over to the Phillies where he talked about Harper hitting his first home run for the Phillies. And uh, you know, very early, but, uh, you know, uh, Franco, Michael Franco, hit his second home run of the season, two for three. Uh, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but uh, there's a guy that, you know, little by little, he's been uh, improving and uh, seems, uh, I guess if you could, I don't know if you want to call him locked in this early in the season, but what are your expectations for Michael Franco, third baseman? He uh, uh, was challenged uh, for the uh, third base job from uh, Kingery. Uh, and uh, he came ahead. But what do you think uh, long-term for him for this season? Well, it worked out that they didn't sign uh, Machado either, right? They were going to sign one of Harper and Machado. They ended up going with Harper. So that worked out mm-hmm. for him also. My biggest worry about uh, Franco, listen, I think what you said is correct. He's uh, been improving year after year, and I think we're seeing once again another step in improvement this year. There's no pressure on him. I mean, none. 
Right? Uh, no one's expecting him to uh, to carry this team. That's going to be Romuto. That's going to be Harper, Segura, the guys they acquired, right, along with Hoskins. So he can sort of fly under the radar here and just, just play. Just play and just hit. My biggest worry is this. Boy, he's betting eighth. In the National League, that means you're batting before the pitcher. There going to be a lot of times teams are you know two outs, no one's pitching to them. They're going to pitch around you. So you got to take your walks there and not go out of your strike zone. Uh, so that's concerning somewhat. I think you should hit a little higher, probably maybe ahead of Cesar Hernandez, uh, maybe even ahead of uh, Odubel Herrera. But it is what it is. It's a strong, it's a deep lineup there in Philadelphia. So uh, I don't like the fact of where he's hitting, you know, so low in the lineup. But other than that, the power's legit. You know, I think 25-plus mm-hmm. yes, home runs are coming. I agree with you. And listen, if he stays healthy, 30, 30 home runs wouldn't shock me either. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move over to uh, Rangers and Cubs. Rangers beat the Cubs 8-6 to six last night, and uh, it was Hugh Darvish returning to Texas. Uh, and, uh, he was uh, greeted very poorly, uh, 2.3 innings pitched, walked 7. Uh, can the Cubs be a competitor? First of all, uh, I mean, are we just taking this as a one-off? I mean, uh, Darvish uh, coming back from injury, uh, you know, early in the season. Uh, how concerned are you about Darvish since he's coming off an injury? And, you know, how badly do the, the Cubs need Darvish in order to, uh, you know, be a contender this year? You know, I said yesterday with Cam, uh, Darvish's start was one I wanted to watch. Because mm. we don't know what we're going to get. You know, we, right. we just don't know what we're going to get. Because he's coming off of the injury, uh, facing a Texas team that, no, not so good, but playing in a ballpark where the ball flies out. Well, the results weren't so hot. What do you go, two and two-thirds innings, struck out four, and really got bombed. Uh, once yeah, again, seven, it's the one Seven the walks, w- yep. And that, that may be the most concerning thing out of everything, by the way, seven walks. Yeah. Uh, once again, we're talking one start. So I don't want to hit the panic button, Joe. You know, ding, 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 ding. But uh, my hand's getting there. You know, I, I didn't touch him. He's a guy I was somewhat interested in uh, in fantasy, but I didn't ended up not getting him uh, because I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger. Once again, conservative owner, guy coming back off injury, you just don't know what you're going to get. And first outing, damn, not good. You know, once again, we'll hope it's just one outing here. But uh, he's a guy that won't be in any of my lineups. He needs to prove it to me now. Mm-hmm. So he won't be in any mm-hmm. of my lineups if I... If I did own him, I'm not starting him in DFS. Not until I see at least one good start, and I might need two. Yeah. Uh, some other notable uh, performances from this game. Uh, Javier Baez, uh, you know, some people are kind of like cooling off to him. Uh, and, and look, I, I get it. You know, he had a great, great year last year. There was going to be – the it has to be some regression. I mean, uh, you know, he's a free swinging guy, but I, I still think he's going to, you know, hit for power and, and the stolen bases will be there. Uh, two for four yesterday uh, for uh, Baez uh, batting 444 in this young season. Your thoughts on uh, Baez for this year? Looks good. Right. Stole a base yesterday, too. So he's running already. I mean, as he's mm-hmm. got the 11th commandment rule. Thou shall not pass without being swung at. All right, that's what he does. He's going to swing the bat. He's not going to walk 80 times. So, uh, you know, OBP is always going to suffer a little bit because of that. But the man can hit, and he can really do it all. So he's well worth that high draft pick you spent on. I'm going to be second-round, third-round pick. I think he's going to pay off. I'm, an, uh, I'm a Javi Baez believer. You know, would I like him mm-hmm. to be more selective? Do you hope it comes uh, along with the uh, experience? Sure. But at this point, you know, that's not why I drafted him. I know he's going to be that type of hitter here. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bias believer. I think he's going to have a big season. 
Kyle Schwarber, three for five yesterday, hit a home run. And, you know, you're, you're on Twitter, you're like, you're seeing people say, see, I told you, I told you about this guy, uh, Schwarber. Uh, still very early in the season. Basically, he, he's given you uh, uh, some home run power, but just that, that batting average uh, that uh, has been an issue uh, with uh, Schwarber. Uh, your, your thoughts uh, on Schwarber? Is he rosterable? Probably based on on our conversations, I, I don't see him as a guy that you would focus on because of that uh, that batting average. But uh, the power is legit, no? The power is certainly legit. I mean, uh, listen, Schwarber has two issues. You mentioned one batting average, the other one's defense. So he's not going to play. You know, he's going to lose at bats because he can't play defense. He's not an outfielder. He's an American League player. I mean, uh, the Cubs probably made a mistake in not trading him when he really had high value to an American League team. Now that value has come down because of, of the average, because of the type of hitter he's become. But at one time, he was a top prospect, and they would have dealt him to that American League team. They would have gotten a lot for him. And I think they made a mistake in not dealing him. I know the Yankees, and you know this as well, they were very much interested in him, but the Cubs wouldn't mm-hmm. move him to the Yankees. So uh, I think that he is what he is. You know, you know you're going to get him. 25 home runs with a 240 average wouldn't shock me. Uh, can you afford right. that? And that's that's the question. Can you afford that? Uh, me, I, you know, when I go into a draft, you know, I've said this many times, uh, 272 is about league average. And I don't know, uh, it depends on what, what you're trying to hit in your in your fantasy league. It may take a 282 average to win your league. So if I were to grab, uh, I, that's how I would start over. 282 would be the first thing on my chart. And if I draft someone mm-hmm. like Schwarber, well, now I have to minus 40 off that. Yeah, because he's going to bat 242. So uh, I need to, now I need to make up 40 points in average if I want to win that category of wherever I, wherever I want to be. You know, so that that's the problem. That's a lot to make up. Uh, and I, listen, I don't mind taking a Schwarber or a Gallo, someone like that, but I'm only taking one of them. I can probably make up one. I can't make mm-hmm. up two. There's the issue. Right. Now you have to be very careful with who else you uh, bid on or who else you win. And you don't want to – I can't take Gallo, who's now 60. I'm minus 60. I'm already at minus 100 points with two guys. Yes, they might hit me 70 home runs. And they'll, help, they'll go a long way to help me, helping win that, me win that category. But they're killing me in average. So in some ways it just offsets each other. Yep, yep. Uh, from the Rangers' side – or uh, Runya Odor, uh, second baseman, two for four, uh, run batted in. Uh, let's see, uh, Andrus, two for four. Uh, and uh, Estrubal Cabrera, a guy that I kind of was targeting late in drafts as, uh, you know, as a, uh, you know, a corner infielder. I wasn't looking to get him as, like, my main third base uh, option here. But I I just like what the the guy brings to the table. You know, it doesn't kill you with batting average, upwards of of, of 20 home runs, and just kind of a guy that just flies under the radar. Uh, What do you think about Estrubo Cabrera uh, as the Rangers' regular uh, third baseman this season? I mean, listen, he's got more... He, he, he qualifies at so many positions, second, short, third. We like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do yeah, I think he'll last like the whole season? Unlikely. So I think he's going to have some injury concerns eventually where you're going to have to move, mm-hmm. him, uh, move him around someplace. We'll get a replacement form for a game here, a game there. But as a uh, as a hitter, he can hit. And he plays in, once again, a great hitter's ballpark in Texas. The ball flies out all over the place. And just wait till it starts to heat up. You know, and once again, the ball goes even further here. So I have no problem with Cabrera. He's not someone in draft I was looking to get. He's more the guy I ended up with. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we all have that kind of player. You know, I didn't want him, but okay, that's who I ended up with. Because I ended up taking other players, that, you know, taking extra outfielders, extra pitchers, whatever it might be. And he's the guy I ended up with. I think he's a serviceable player fantasy-wise who uh, 
you know, he is what he is. We're all going to have average guys at certain positions. Cabrera is that guy. I don't think he's going to kill your team, but he's not going to win you mm-hmm. a championship either. Right. Uh, Jose Leclerc picked up his first save of the season for the Rangers. Is he a guy that you think is going to uh, be with this team all season long? Or do you think that, you know, the Rangers might uh, end up falling out of it and maybe, uh, you know, put him on the block? Or is he like a, a long-term option, you think, for the Rangers? Is, it, is he a guy that, uh, you know, fantasy owners should worry about? Probably not because he signed a, law, mm-hmm. a longer-term contract. That probably right. does keep him in Texas. Uh, so I think that may one. I think you're okay there. Yeah, because I think he, be, he is the same, yeah, same type of players that if he were to be dealt, it wouldn't be as a closer. So I know where you're going with this, but I think he's okay in Texas because of the contract mm-hmm. he signed. You know, he's not a one and one year done because I know a lot of teams they believe relievers are volatile. Right, that they're going to, uh, they're good one year, terrible the next year. And listen, even the contract mm-hmm. sign is not terrible. Four year, four fourteen point seven five million. So uh, it's it's movable if they want them to move him. But I think Texas views him as more as a long term guy here that they have control over. That contract's not going to kill them. I think he stays in Texas. All right. Uh, so, so when we come back uh, from break. While we switch gears, uh, do a, a few minutes on uh, some football news. Uh, like I said, Jordan Howard uh, is uh, uh, with the Eagles now. Isaiah Crowell with the Raiders. I want to get your take uh, fantasy-wise with that. Doug Baldwin's having uh, more surgery. Gronk retired. <laughs> so uh, is Gronk going to be a, a, a movie star or a, a wrestler? Uh, Josh Rosen, where does he end up? Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Tyreek Hill uh, has some uh, off-the-field issues that the NFL is going to be looking at. I just want to get your take, George, as to what you think uh, the potential, let's say, for a Tyreek Hill suspension might do to uh, Patrick Mahomes' fantasy value. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, so we come back, uh, switch gears uh, for a few minutes. Like I mentioned, a little fantasy uh, football talk. And uh, you're listening to Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, and Sean Engel. 